Shalom, shalom. Um, good evening. Um, I'm so grateful tonight. I'm coming to you live this evening. Uh, I want to thank God for his faithfulness tonight that um, I'm coming to share with you from the word of God. Amen. <clears throat> Wherever you are, I'd like to invite you and you can you know as well share the tonight's sermon session that i'm going to do with you and i'm so excited i believe that god is going to reveal certain things in our lives i have some thoughts that i want to share with you that i believe they are from the lord <clears throat> tonight is a is an exciting evening but you know, I just feel like us starting in prayer. We were just praying not long with my family and we were praying through a psalm, Psalm one I mean Psalm ninety one and then we had to personalize it and you know the reason why I think it's important for us to stop a little bit and pray through these um sixteen verses. Um, is on the basis of what is happening right now concerning the pandemic that we are in right now uh, which I believe is um, a really confusing lot of people and there is a lot of fear and I want you to know that Satan want to rule through fear and God rule through faith we are not ignorant of what is happening right now in our communities in, a, in the whole world, we're not ignorant, but um, we have one place that we can run to when we live our lives and, and darkness is, is trying to cover us. So I want us to, um, to pray through um, this chapter. Uh, Psalm chapter 91, I want to personalize it. And I want you to agree with me as we pray through this psalm. Uh, it says, uh, I want us to pray this way. We who dwell in the sacred place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will say of the Lord, He is our refuge and our fortress. Our God in Him we will trust. Surely he shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the perula's pestilence. He shall cover us with his feathers and under his wings we shall take refuge. His truth shall be our shield and battler. We shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at, the, at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord who is our refuge 
even most high our dwelling place. No evil shall befall us, nor shall any plague come near our dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. In their hands they shall bear us up, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We shall trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon the Lord, Yahweh, therefore he will deliver us. He will set us on high because he, we has known his name, Yahweh. We shall call upon him and he will answer us. We will be, he will be with us in trouble. He will deliver us and honor us with long life. He will satisfy us and show us his salvation. So the Lord shall show us his, his salvation. Worship in the Tabernacle of David. This will be the series that I want us to look at. Um, you know, it's a very long series. It will be good to eat it small by small for us to really come to the place where we can uh, comprehend it. Uh, we dealt last night with the subtopic called the sacrifice. Uh, offering the spiritual sacrifice. We have seen how the, the difference between two tabernacles, the tabernacle of Moses and the tabernacle of David and how they differ. And we also learned that <clears throat> uh, in the book of Acts, when the early church was accepting the Gentiles, like we have already said, that from chapter number one of the book of Acts, we see we saw Yeshua being lifted up um, to heaven by the time the church on that time or his disciples were only Jews. The church was by that time 100% Jews and then there were 100% Jews um, you know from chapter 1 of the book of Acts um, until actually chapter number 15. Of course we saw chapter uh, 8 where 
Philip met the Ethiopian eunuch who was coming from Jerusalem to worship God of Israel. And by revelation, God sent Philip to meet this man and he has an encounter with God and he was immersed in water. He was baptized and he became a disciple of Yeshua. And we also see by revelation there was a man as well uh, in chapter number 10. His name was Cornelius and this man was <clears throat> a Gentile who loved and feared God, who worshipped God and by revelation um, Peter had to go uh, to him and the man was baptised and he was now part of the messianic officially but what we understand is that these people these two people both of them the philippe i mean the cornelius and the ethiopian eunuch both of them were worshipers of god though they were gentiles but they worshipers to an extent that in acts chapter number 10 we see that cornelius worshiped god before he was officially accepted into the Kehila, the body of Yeshua, or into the, the Messianic community. He was a worshipper of God and he loved the people of God. And the Bible says his prayers uh, had made memorial before God, which means um, he had a relationship with God of Israel. Uh, before um, he could, you know, even be baptized and be messianic. Um, we see a woman called Lydia, I think it's chapter number 16. This woman also, she was a devoted woman of God. And I believe that it's by revelation because Paul uh, was uh, led to go to that region by a man of Macedonia who by revelation um, uh, has to lead, uh, has, uh, 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 has to come to Paul uh, and then Paul had to go to that region and the woman called Lydia had come to the faith. So we see that from Acts chapter number one throughout Acts uh, chapter number eight, uh, the record was only the Jews were the custodian of the new covenant church. Um, but now when they come to the, when they come to the place where the Gentile now were coming to the Lord supernaturally so, um, the early church, which was 100% Jews or Israelites, did not know what to do about the Gentiles who were coming to the Lord. In chapter number uh, 16 of the book of Acts, we see, uh, as chapter number 15, we see them uh, beginning to sit down and they were beginning to discuss the matter. There's that lot of contention the Bible says 
they discussed, I believe it was a, it was deeply discussed to an extent that the early church that was the Jews, the custodian, they had to come to the point of saying the Holy Spirit is allowing the Gentiles to come in the faith. So because of that, we need to uh, welcome them. So we see James by that time, James was seemingly the, <clears throat> the overseer or the senior elder of the equal. You know, he was, he was, he was, he was, you know, first amongst the equal, an elder, and he stood up amongst them and said, listen to me. Um, he began to quote the book of Jewel. So in the book of Jewel, he's quoting a place where the Bible says, God is saying what he will do in the last days, that God was going to rise the tabernacle of David that was fallen. And he said, in this tabernacle, James says, um, in this tabernacle, according to the scripture, uh, the, it is the tabernacle in which all the people of the world shall come to seek the Lord. They shall come to worship God in this tabernacle. And that was the tabernacle of David. And he said, even the Gentiles shall come and seek the Lord in that tabernacle. So we also look at the tabernacle, of the difference between the tabernacle of David and the tabernacle of Moses. And the tabernacle of Moses was the tabernacle with three petitions. And we know that the tabernacle of Moses was specifically um, for the Jews, was specifically, it was the tabernacle that was situated in the midst of the children of Israel. You know, it was, it was physically in the midst of them, as God has said that he wanted to dwell amongst them. So the, the tabernacle of David, Moses, it has three petitions, and then uh, and or, or the, the, it was the fence. Um, it was the tent itself, and then it was the petition of holy place, uh, and holy of holies. All that petitions were to do two things: it was to protect the children of Israel from dying by the glory of God that was in the Holy of Holies. So the, those three petitions, we see them that the first petition was the fence. So they were not supposed to cross the fence except for the high priest and the priests. And then they were amongst, they were around the tabernacle, but they were not supposed to cross that. The second petition was the petition into the holy place. And then the third petition um, uh, was the Catan that was dividing the holy place and the holy of holies. And that place, it was the only place where um, the children of Israel, or uh, I'm not, uh, I mean the high priest in Israel will go once a year, you know, in the presence of God. So that tabernacle it's not the tabernacle that we were designed as Gentile to worship in. But one of the things that we need to learn from that tabernacle is that 
the principle of that tabernacle is of worshiping in that tabernacle is the same but um, the object of worship is not the same the I mean the sorry the object of sacrifice is not the same uh, the principle of worship is of sacrifice is the same but the object of sacrifice is not the same this is what I want us to understand is what I'm, I'm going to talk about uh, tonight but what I want us to see in this uh, tabernacle is that this is the reason why in three, this three petition in Hebrewism when Yeshua said I am the way I am the, the truth and I am the life he was talking on the basis of those three petitions so as he was saying I was the way he meant he was the gate um, on that fence he was the gate the door and all those so uh, he was talking about those three petitions um, without going deep in that because of, of time I just want us to look today on on <clears throat> object of sacrifice what is it that is sacrificed let us read again in the book of Kepha the book of Peter first Peter chapter number two verse number five which it says you yourselves as a living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be kohanim or the priest set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Yeshua the Messiah. Let me start by talking on the principle. The principle of the tabernacle sorry, of Moses on that time that, for, uh, that we may understand this principle. The principle is that the writer here, Peter, is saying we, is speaking about we who are believing in him, in, in the Messiah Yeshua. He said we are the living stones. So now by saying the living stones, the reference here is on a temple that was built by the stones. So Yeshua is taking the same principle that was used in the tabernacle of Moses because even in the time of the building of the temple, the system was the system of the tabernacle that was used on that temple. So he said, we are the living stones. So he says the principle is the same because the principle is God wanted to dwell in the temple. As they dwelt in the temple of the stones, the fiscal stones. So the principle is the same that God wants to dwell on the temple, which is now the living stones. The living stone is us. And he said we are built into a spiritual house. A temple was the house 
of God. The temple is the is, is known as the house of God. So we are built as a spiritual house. The principle is still the same. We are built as a spiritual house and we are built to be the priests who are set apart. Now, as there was the priest, the priest in the tabernacle of Moses, and there are priests in the tabernacle of the Messiah, in the tabernacle of David. And the priest in the tabernacle of Moses were supposed to be set apart. Set apart is the word for holy. Holy means you are set apart um, to be used by God for his purposes. So the tabernacle of the principle was the tabernacle, the priest to serve in the temple or in the tabernacle of Moses were set apart. They were they were they were set apart for uh, use by God. So they were holy. So he is saying that we are the those priests, and then we are supposed to be set apart. And another principle that I want us to look at here is that the priest were to offer sacrifices. So he says here that we are those priests, but we are to offer the spiritual sacrifices. So the priests were offering the sacrifices that were representative in the tabernacle of Moses in the in the temple um, in those times the sacrifice the object of sacrifice were animals who were to shed blood in the place of men in the place of people so the sacrifice by them were representative were representing us so now here you said we are to offer spiritual sacrifices. The principle is the same. The difference is that the sacrifices that they offer were natural sacrifices and we offer spiritual sacrifices. Maybe to talk a little bit about spiritual sacrifices for us to understand. A spiritual sacrifices or spirituality uh, as many will have taught, spirituality or spiritual does not mean abstract. It does not mean something that does not exist. And spiritual does not mean impractical. I will come to that. So here he said we are to offer spiritual sacrifices and as the priest, we know that the principle of the priest was to offer sacrifices, so we are to offer as well sacrifices. And the sacrifices that we are to offer, the Bible teaches that it must be, here, here, here Peter is still saying, the sacrifice must be acceptable to God. It must be acceptable to God. It means that as much as in the olden time in the old covenant when the sacrifice was offered unto God God called accept or reject a sacrifice so the principle is the same even today 
that God can reject and accept the sacrifice. It is for very, very much important for us to understand that when we sacrifice, we know that when we go to give sacrifice unto God, God has the right to accept the sacrifice and God has the right to reject the sacrifice. I tell the people most of the time that it is not how much you give, it is about how you give. How you give is more important than the price that you're giving. So when you go to offer sacrifices unto God, the how is very, very much important. Because you might have a good sacrifice, but wrongly offered. And if you offer it wrongly, your good sacrifice might not be accepted. But another way, another, in another hand or in another truth is that the kind of the sacrifice that you give is important. What you give is important to God because God look at the attitude of your heart and he also look at the, you know, um, the honor that comes with that sacrifice. So that is the other principle. The principle is still the same. And another thing that I want us to see here is that we offer this sacrifice through Yeshua the Messiah. One of the things that we want to understand is that the sacrifice, okay, what sanctified the sacrifice is the altar. The altar, the sacrifice do not sanctify the altar. The altar sanctify the sacrifice. We need to understand that. The altar in which we offer, if it's God's altar, it is the, the altar that will sanctify that sacrifice. If the, if the altar is the Baal's altar, it means that that sacrifice goes to the, the owner of that altar. If the owner of the altar is God, that is the reason why in the time of Elijah, there were two altars that we see. There were altar of the Lord in the time when Elijah prayed for the fire to come down, where there was contention between the prophet of Baal and Elijah. The prophet of Baal has their own altar. And then Elijah has to repair the altar of God that was broken. Because the altar is important for the sacrifice. So the altar speak for that sacrifice. So we need to understand also the, that principle. Now in this case, we offer our sacrifice to God through Yeshua, the Messiah. In other ways, our sacrifice goes to our Father through Yeshua. It's Yeshua who sanctified the sacrifice. And that is the background that I want us to make. Tonight, I want us to zoom on the object of sacrifice. What is it that is a sacrifice? What is a sacrifice that we are supposed to offer as the children of God? I want us to look in the book of Psalms chapter number... 40. 
I read it last night, but I still want to read it that we may look at the object of sacrifice. Psalms chapter number 40, and then verse number 6. I'll read it together with Hebrews chapter number 10, uh, verse number 5 and through 10. Psalms chapter number 6, it says, Sacrifice, I mean chapter 40 verse 6, it says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ear you have opened. Bent offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, O God, and you and your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You yourself know. Now, this Psalms, we see the writer of Hebrew in Hebrew chapter number 10, quoting. But in the quotation, there is an interpretation of the writer of Hebrew, Hebrews. In verse number 5, he says, This is why on coming into the world, he, Yeshua the Messiah, says, It has not been your will to have an animal sacrifice and a meal offering. Rather, you have prepared for me a body. Now, here, Yeshua, this is, we call this the Messianic prophecy. It is by David here. He says, God did not desire the sacrifice of animal, the animal sacrifice and the meal offering. Rather, God prepared a body. He said, you prepared a body for me. And, and in other words, the body of the Messiah, the physical body was prepared by God because the God was looking for a different sacrifice. No, you have not been pleased with burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, look in the scroll of the book. It is written about me. We know in the book of, I believe it's John chapter number 5, if I'm not mistaken, where Yeshua is saying, John chapter number 5, I think it's verse 39. Uh, let me look at it because I want you to see something that is the same here about Yeshua. When he was talking to the, it's chapter 5, yeah, it's verse 39, he says, You said the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. Now, Yeshua here is quoting or is speaking, but in reference to this psalm as well. Because we know that 
he is saying here, in the scroll is written about him. So he is saying to his disciples and, and the Pharisees and the Jews, his brethren, he says to them, um, search the scriptures, they are all written of me. In other words, the scriptures, by nature, the scriptures are messianic. That is what Yeshua is saying. Now, one other thing that I want us to look at here, he said, you neither will nor were pleased with animal sacrifices, meal offering, burnt offering, and sin offering, things which are offered in accordance with the Torah. And then, look, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first system in order to set up the second. It is in connection with this will, uh, sorry, in this will that we have been separated for God and made holy once and for all through the offering of Yeshua, the Messiah's body. Now Yeshua brought himself as a sacrifice. We've seen that Messiah Yeshua, he was himself a high priest. He was a high priest. A high priest, it means that he was the high priest, but he was also the sacrifice. That is what I want us to understand. In this time, Yeshua is not sacrificing a representation, a sacrificing himself. It's the high priest that presents himself. That is what we need to understand. Now, what is a sacrifice then? What is the object of sacrifice? We see here that the object of sacrifice, because God has said in many, many scriptures that God did not, that he did not really desire the sacrifice of animals and the blood sacrifice of animals. And now, Yeshua here is coming. He says, I come in the volume of the book to do your will, O God. One of the sacrifices that we need to understand is to do the will of God. That is the, the first sacrifice that we need to understand. Before we speak about Yeshua going to the cross, but when Yeshua go to the cross, the focus of Yeshua was centered on doing God's will. That was the center of his heart. And God's will was that Yeshua should die for the sins of the world. So Yeshua's focus was God's will. So this, the high priest had to come down and sacrifice himself. Now let us look at what Paul says about the, the object of sacrifice. In the book of Romans chapter number 12, from verse 1 and verse 2, Paul is talking to his audience, this time the Romans. He's saying, I exhort you therefore, brethren, in the view of God's mercies, to offer yourself as a sacrifice, 
living and set apart for God. This will please him. It is the logical temple worship for you. In other words, do not let yourself be conformed to the standards of this of the Olam Hazer, standard of this present world. Instead, keep letting yourselves be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know what God wants and, and will agree that what he wants is good, satisfying and able to succeed. Now Paul is talking to the Romans here, is writing them this letter and they're saying, I exhort you that in the view of God, Smithers, offer yourself, in another translation, it says present your bodies. The word present your bodies is a, is a priestly uh, terminology. It is a, a term for offering. It's a tabernacle kind of a term. It said present yourself and I want you to see the principle here. The principle is the same as that of Moses. But the object of worship, uh, the object of sacrifice is different. The principle is that we are to present the offering. We are to present the sacrifice. That is the principle. The sacrifice that you present, you present in the altar. And once the, the sacrifice hit the altar, that sacrifice is no longer um, belonging to the one who sacrificed. So it means that once the sacrifice is put on the altar, that sacrifice now begins to change. It begins to change. It becomes of the one who is sacrificing, who we are sacrificing to. So now, the principle is the same. It says, present your bodies. Present your bodies. In other words, you present your body as a living sacrifice. This is another thing. Here is the difference. The difference is that in the tabernacle of uh, Moses, when we presented the sacrifice, we presented sacrifice um, dead. They, they were to be killed and they were to die. But in the tabernacle of David, in the messianic tabernacle, the sacrifice must be alive in the altar. But the principle of presenting is the same. The sacrifice is the, the sacrifice is presented on the altar. Another principle that is the same is that the sacrifice must be holy and must be acceptable. It must be the sacrifice which um, God will accept. So it depends on the kind of the sacrifice that you're giving. So it is not about just giving. It's about, you know, making sure that the sacrifice is holy. And he said, 
you will present offer yourself a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God and this is the this is pleasing to God and he said it's a logical in the CJB it's a logical temple worship you see I like it here in the in the, in the in the CJB he said it's a logical temple worship in other words we are now worshiping doing the temple worship but it is a spiritual uh, uh, phenomenon he says it's a logical temple worship for you so tonight I want to show you what the object of worship is the object of worship is no longer an animal but the object of sacrifice is no longer an animal. The object of sacrifice is us. When we come to God, we are to present ourselves. And we present the, our members, our spirit, soul, and body. And the members of our body, we present them before God as sacrifice. What does that mean? It means that our daily living how we meditate, how we think, how we do things, even when doing our businesses or working wherever you work, whatever you do, you must be always conscious that you do that as one that is in the altar. You are the one that is sacrificed. So when you are in the altar, you don't belong to yourself, you belong to God. You are the sacrifice. Yourself. So you have, you are in this case like what Messiah was. You are the priest and you are the sacrifice. Because you are the one that presenting the sacrifice and the sacrifice is yourself. And that is what it is very much important for one to understand. Paul said in, in, in Romans chapter number 6, he wrote Romans chapter 6 verse 12 through 14. He said, therefore, do not let sin rule in your mortal bodies so that it, it makes you obey its desires. And do not offer any part of yourselves to sin as an instrument for, wicked, uh, for wickedness. Now, he is saying something again that when we live in sin, we are offering, we are sacrificing ourselves to sin. The word offer there, he says, do not offer any part of yourselves or in another translation, any part of your body, any member of your body to sin. In other words, you can sacrifice members of your body to sin. One of the members that can be easily sacrificed to sin is our tongue, what we say. Other members, it, it will be our eyes, what we see, even our ears, what we hear. So it is easy to sacrifice some parts of our members to sin. So Paul is saying here, do not offer any part of yourselves, any part of your body. Do not offer your mind to sin. Don't sacrifice your mind to sin. Don't, your meditation must be, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable to God. That is, you know, the psalm said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart 
be acceptable in your sight. In other words, the meditation and <laughs> the meditation and, and the, the confession of our mouth must be in the altar. If they must be acceptable in the sight of God, it means that they must go through the altar. There must be sacrifice for them to be acceptable. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. That is a psalmist. So if that is the case, it means that the, 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 the words of my mouth must be sacrificed. The meditation of my mind must be sacrificed. So we live our life to sacrifice to God. So we are not giving any member of our body into the sacrifice in, into, as an instrument of wickedness. On contrary, he says, offer yourself to God as people alive from the dead and your various parts to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will not have authority over you because you are not under legalism but under grace. So in other words, when we live our lives, lay our life in the altar as the sacrifices, as sacrifices, what will happen will be our lives will be the life that uh, by which we will, you know, worship God and sacrifice to God. So tonight I want to stop here, but I want to encourage you tonight to say, you are the sacrifice. Uh, you are the object of the sacrifice. The object of the sacrifice is us. The object of sacrifice is not an animal right now. In the tabernacle of David, we sacrifice ourselves. Shalom and may the Lord bless you. I just want to pray with you wherever you are. Father, I want to pray in the name of Yeshua. I pray for my listeners, everyone who's listening right now, on this teaching, that dear Father God, you open our eyes and you open our hearts, that we live our life by the revealed word of God in the name of Yeshua. Make us to understand who we are and be conscious always of who we are, that we remain the priest and the sacrifice that our lives will be to glorify you. Let it, let it be to the glory of God. We thank you, Father. Amen. Good night. I want to thank God. If you are blessed by this teaching, please go ahead and share it. Not only share it, but, you know, just organize a watch party and let others also be able to see want to thank god god bless you let's go ahead in this series i'll be continued worship in the tabernacle of david this will be the series that i want us to look at um you know it's a very long series it will be good to eat it small by small for us to really come to the place where we can uh, comprehend it. Uh, we dealt last night with uh, the subtopic called the sacrifice 
uh, offering their spiritual sacrifice. We have seen how the the difference between two tabernacles, the tabernacle of Moses and the tabernacle of David and how they differ. And we also learned that <clears throat> um, in the book of Acts, when the early church was accepting the Gentiles, like we have already said, that from chapter number one of the book of Acts, we see, we saw Yeshua being lifted up um, to heaven by the time the church on that time or his disciples were only Jews. The church was by that time 100% Jews and then there were 100% Jews um, you know from chapter 1 of the book of Acts um, until actually chapter number 15. Of course we saw chapter uh, 8 where Philip met the Ethiopian eunuch who was coming from Jerusalem to worship God of Israel and by revelation God sent Philip to meet this man and he has an encounter with God and he was immersed in water, he was baptized and he became a disciple of Yeshua. And we also see by Revelation there was a man as well uh, in chapter number 10, his name was Cornelius and this man was <clears throat> a Gentile who loved and feared God who worshipped God and by revelation um, Peter had to go uh, to him and the man was baptized and he was now part of the messianic officially but what we understand is that these people these two people both of them the Philippine I mean the Cornelius and the Ethiopian eunuch both of them were worshippers of God, though they were Gentiles, but they were worshippers. To an extent that in Acts chapter number 10, we see that Cornelius worshipped God before he was officially accepted into the Kehila, the body of Yeshua, or into the, the Messianic community. He was a worshipper of God and he loved the people of God. And the Bible says his prayers uh, had made memorial before God, which means um, he had a relationship with God of Israel uh, before um, he could, you know, even be baptized and be messianic. Um, we see a woman called Lydia, I think it's chapter number 16, this woman also, she was a devoted woman of God. And I believe that it's by revelation because Paul uh, was uh, led to go to that region by a man of Macedonia who, by revelation, um, uh, has to lead 
uh, has uh, 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 has to come to Paul, uh, and then Paul had to go to that region, and the woman called Lydia had come to the faith. So we see that from Acts chapter number one throughout Acts chapter number eight. Uh, the record was only the Jews were the custodian of the new covenant church. Um, but now when they come to the when they come to the place where the Gentiles now were coming to the Lord supernaturally so um, the early church which was 100% Jews or Israelites did not know what to do about the Gentiles who were coming to the Lord in chapter number uh, 16 of the book of Acts we see uh, as chapter number 15 we see them uh, beginning to sit down and they were beginning to discuss the matter there's that lot of contention the Bible says they discussed I believe it was a it was deeply discussed to an extent that the early church that was the Jews, the custodian, they had to come to the point of saying the Holy Spirit is allowing the Gentiles to come in the faith. So because of that, we need to uh, welcome them. So we see James by that time, James was seemingly the... <clears throat> the overseer or the senior elder of the equal. You know, he was, he was, he was, he was, you know, first amongst the equal, an elder, and he stood up amongst them and said, listen to me. Um, he began to quote the book of Jewel. So in the book of Jewel, he's quoting a place where the Bible says, God is saying, what he will do in the last days, that God was going to rise the tabernacle of David that was fallen. And he said, in this tabernacle, James says, um, in this tabernacle, according to the scripture, uh, the it is the tabernacle in which all the people of the world shall come to seek the Lord. They shall come to worship God in this tabernacle. And that was the tabernacle of David. And he said, even the Gentiles shall come and seek the Lord in that tabernacle. So we also look at the tabernacle of the difference between the tabernacle of David and the tabernacle of Moses. And the tabernacle of Moses was the tabernacle with three petitions. And we know that the tabernacle of Moses was specifically um, for the Jews was specifically it was a tabernacle that was situated in the midst of the children of Israel. You know, it was it was physically in the midst of them, as God has said that He wanted to dwell amongst them. So the the tabernacle of David the, uh, Moses it has three petition, and then uh, and or, or the, the, it was the fence. Um, it was the tent itself, and then it was the petition of holy place, 
and Holy of Holies. All that partitions were to do two things. It was to protect the children of Israel from dying by the glory of God that was in the Holy of Holies. So the those three petitions, we see them that the first petition was the fence. So they were not supposed to cross the fence except for the high priest and the priests. And then they were amongst, they were around the tabernacle, but they were not supposed to cross that. The second petition was the petition into the holy place. And then the third petition um, uh, was the curtain that was dividing the holy place and the holy of holies. And that place, it was the only place where um, the children of Israel, or uh, I'm not, uh, I mean, the high priest in Israel will go once a year, you know, in the presence of God. So that tabernacle is not the tabernacle that we were designed as Gentiles to worship in. But one of the things that we need to learn from that tabernacle is that the principle of that tabernacle is of worshipping in that tabernacle is the same, but um, the object of worship is not the same. The I mean, the, sorry, the object of sacrifice is not the same. Uh, the principle of worship is of sacrifice is the same. But the object of sacrifice is not the same. This is what I want us to understand is what I'm, I'm going to talk about um, tonight. But what I want us to see in this uh, tabernacle is that this is the reason why in three, these three petitions, in Hebrewism, when Yeshua said, I am the way, I am the, the truth, and I'm the life. He was talking on the basis of those three petitions. So as he was saying, I was the way he meant, he was the gate. Um, on that fence, he was the gate, the door, and all those. So um, he was talking about those three petitions um, without going deep in that because of, of time. I just want us to look today on on <clears throat> object of sacrifice. What is it that is sacrificed? Let us read again in the book of Kepha, the book of Peter, First Peter chapter number two, verse number five, which it says, "You yourselves, as the living stones." are being built into a spiritual house to be kohanim or a priest set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Yeshua the Messiah. Let me start by talking on the principle. The principle of the tabernacle Sorry, of Moses on that time that for uh, that we may understand this principle. The principle is that the writer 
here Peter is saying we, he's speaking about we who are believing in him, in, in the Messiah, Yeshua. He said, we are the living stones. So now by saying the living stones, the reference here is on a temple that was built by the stones. So Yeshua is taking the same principle that was used in the tabernacle of Moses because even in the time of the building of the temple, the system was the system of the tabernacle that was used on that temple. So he said, we are the living stones. So he says the principle is the same because the principle is God wanted to dwell in a temple. As they dwelt in the temple of the stones, the fiscal stones, so the principle is the same that God wants to dwell on the temple, which is now the living stones. The living stone is us. And he said we are built into a spiritual house. A temple was the house of God. The temple is the is, is known as the house of God. So we are built as a spiritual house, the principle is still the same. We are built as a spiritual house and we are built to be the priests who are set apart. Now, as there was the priest, the priest in the tabernacle of Moses, there are priests in the tabernacle of the Messiah, in the tabernacle of David. And the priest in the tabernacle of Moses, we're supposed to be set apart. Set apart is the word for holy. Holy means you are set apart um, to be used by God for his purposes. So the tabernacle of the principle was the tabernacle, the priest who serve in the temple or in the tabernacle of Moses were set apart. They were they were they were set apart for uh, used by God so they were holy so he is saying that we are the those priests and then we are supposed to be set apart and another principle that I want us to look at here is that the priests were to offer sacrifices so he says here that we are those priests but we are to offer the spiritual sacrifices. So the priests were offering the sacrifices that were representative in the tabernacle of Moses, in the, in the temple um, in those times. The sacrifice, the object of sacrifice were animals who were to shed blood in the place of men, in the place of people. So the sacrifice by then were representative, were representing us. So now here you he said, we are to offer spiritual sacrifices. The principle is the same. The difference is that the sacrifices that they offer were natural sacrifices and we offer spiritual sacrifices. Maybe to talk a little bit about 
spiritual sacrifices for us to understand. A spiritual sacrifices or spirituality, uh, as many will have taught, spirituality or spiritual does not mean abstract. It does not mean something that does not exist. And spiritual does not mean impractical. I will come to that. So here he said we are to offer spiritual sacrifices and as the priest we know that the principle of the priest was to offer sacrifices so we are to offer as well sacrifices. And the sacrifices that we are to offer the Bible teaches that it must be here, here, here Peter is still saying the sacrifice must be acceptable to God. It must be acceptable to God. It means that as much as in the olden time, in the old covenant when the sacrifice was offered unto God, God called accept or reject a sacrifice. So the principle is the same even today that God can reject and accept the sacrifice. It is for very, very much important for us to understand that when we sacrifice, we know that when we go to give sacrifice unto God, God has the right to accept the sacrifice and God has the right to reject the sacrifice. I tell the people most of the time that it is not how much you give, it is about how you give. How you give is more important than the price that you're giving. So when you go to offer sacrifices unto God, the how is very, very much important. Because you might have a good sacrifice, but wrongly offered. And if you offer it wrongly, your good sacrifice might not be accepted. But another way, another in another hand or in another truth is that the kind of the sacrifice that you give is important. What you give is important to God because God look at the attitude of your heart and he also look at the, you know, um, the honor that comes with that sacrifice. So that is the other principle. The principle is still the same. And another thing that I want us to see here is that we offer this sacrifice through Yeshua the Messiah. One of the things that we want to understand is that the sacrifice, okay, what sanctified the sacrifice is the altar. The altar, the sacrifice do not sanctify the altar. The altar sanctify the sacrifice. We need to understand that. The altar in which we offer, if it's God's altar, it is the, the altar that will sanctify that sacrifice. If the, if the altar is the Baal's altar, it means that that sacrifice goes to the, the owner of that altar. If the owner of the altar is God, that is the reason why in the time of Elijah, there were two altars that we see. There were altar of the Lord in the time when Elijah prayed for the fire to come down 
where there was contention between the prophet of Baal and Elijah. The prophet of Baal has their own altar. And then Elijah has to repair the altar of God that was broken. Because the altar is important for the sacrifice. So the altar speak for that sacrifice. So we need to understand also the, that principle. Now in this case, we offer our sacrifice to God through Yeshua, the Messiah. In other ways, our sacrifice goes to our Father through Yeshua. It's Yeshua who sanctified the sacrifice. And that is the background that I want us to make. Tonight, I want us to zoom on the object of sacrifice. What is it that is a sacrifice? What is a sacrifice that we are supposed to offer as the children of God? I want us to look in the book of Psalms chapter number 40. I read it last night, but I still want to read it that we may look at the object of sacrifice. Psalms chapter number 40 and then verse number 6. I'll read it together with Hebrews chapter number 10, uh, verse number 5 and through 10. Psalms chapter number 6, it says, Sacrifice, I mean chapter 40 verse 6, it says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ear you have opened. Bent offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, O God, and you and your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You yourself know. Now, this Psalms, we see the writer of Hebrew in Hebrew chapter number 10, quoting. But in the quotation, there is an interpretation of the writer of Hebrew, Hebrews. In verse number 5, he says, This is why on coming into the world, he, Yeshua the Messiah, says, It has not been your will to have an animal sacrifice and a meal offering. Rather, you have prepared for me a body. Now, here, Yeshua, this is, we call this the messianic prophecy. It is by David here. He says, God did not desire the sacrifice of animal, the animal sacrifice and the meal offering. Rather, God prepared a body. He said, you prepared a body for me. And and in other words, the body of the Messiah 
the physical body was prepared by God because the God was looking for a different sacrifice. Now you have not been pleased with burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, look, in the scroll of the book, it is written about me. We know in the book of, I believe is John chapter number 5, if I'm not mistaken, where Yeshua is saying, John chapter number 5, I think it's verse 39. Uh, let me look at it because I want you to see something that is the same here about Yeshua. When he was talking to the, it's chapter 5, yeah, it's verse 49, 39, it says, You say the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. Now, Yeshua here is quoting or is speaking, but in reference to this psalm as well. Because we know that he is saying here, in the scroll is written about him. So he is saying to his disciples and, and the Pharisees and the Jews, his brethren, he says to them, uh, search the scriptures, they are all written of me. In other words, the scriptures, by nature, the scriptures are messianic. That is what Yeshua is saying. Now, one other thing that I want us to look at here, he said, you neither will nor were pleased with animal sacrifices, meal offering, burnt offering, and sin offering, things which are offered in accordance with the Torah. And then, look, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first system in order to set up the second. It is in connection with this will, uh, sorry, in this will that we have been separated for God and made holy once and for all through the offering of Yeshua, the Messiah's body. Now Yeshua brought himself as a sacrifice. We've seen that Messiah Yeshua, he was himself a high priest. He was a high priest. A high priest, it means that he was the high priest, but he was also the sacrifice. That is what I want us to understand. In this time, Yeshua is not sacrificing a representation, as sacrificing himself. It's the high priest that presents himself. That is what we need to understand. Now, what is a sacrifice then? What is the object of sacrifice? We see here that the object of sacrifice, because God has said in many, many scriptures that God did not, that he did not really desire the sacrifice of animals and the blood sacrifice of animals. And now Yeshua here is coming. He says, I come in the volume of the book. 
to do your will, O God. One of the sacrifices that we need to understand is to do the will of God. That is the, the first sacrifice that we need to understand. Before we speak about Yeshua going to the cross, but when Yeshua go to the cross, the focus of Yeshua was centered on doing God's will. That was the center of his heart. And God's will was that Yeshua should die for the sins of the world. So Yeshua's focus was God's will. So this, the high priest had to come down and sacrifice himself. Now let us look at what Paul says about the, the object of sacrifice. In the book of Romans chapter number 12, from verse 1 and verse 2, Paul is talking to his audience, this time the Romans. He's saying, I exhort you therefore, brethren, in the view of God's mercies, to offer yourself as a sacrifice, living and set apart for God. This will please him. It is the logical temple worship for you. In other words, do not let yourself be conformed to the standards of this, uh, of the Olam Hazer, standard of this present world. Instead, keep letting yourselves be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you will know what God wants and, and will agree that what he wants is good, satisfying and able to succeed. Now Paul is talking to the Romans here is writing them this letter and they're saying, I exhort you that in the view of God, Smithes, offer yourself, in another translation, it says present your bodies. The word present your bodies is a, is a priestly uh, terminology. It is a, a term for offering is a tabernacle kind of a term. He said, present yourself. And I want you to see the principle here. The principle is the same as that of Moses. But the object of worship, uh, the object of sacrifice is different. The principle is that we are to present the offering. We are to, to present the sacrifice. That is the principle. The sacrifice that you present, you present in the altar. And once the, the sacrifice hit the altar, that sacrifice is no longer um, belonging to the one who sacrificed. So it means that once the sacrifice is put on the altar, that sacrifice now begins to change. It begins to change it becomes of the one who is sacrificing who we are sacrificing to so now 
The principle is the same. It says present your bodies. Present your bodies. In other ways, you present your body as a living sacrifice. This is another thing. Here is the difference. The difference is that in the tabernacle of uh, Moses, when we presented the sacrifice, we presented sacrifice um, dead. They, they were to be killed and they were to die. But in the tabernacle of David, in the messianic tabernacle, the sacrifice must be alive in the altar. But the principle of presenting is the same. The sacrifice is the, the sacrifice is presented on the altar. Another principle that is the same is that the sacrifice must be holy and must be acceptable. It must be the sacrifice which um, God will accept. So it depends on the kind of the sacrifice that you're giving. So it is not about just giving. It's about, you know, making sure that the sacrifice is holy. And he said, you will present, offer yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And this is the, this is pleasing to God. And he said, it's a logical, in the CJB, it's a logical temple worship. You see, I like it here in the, in the, in the, in the CJB, he said, it's a logical temple worship. In other words, we are now worshiping, doing the temple worship, but it is a spiritual uh, uh, phenomenon. It says a logical temple worship for you. So tonight, I want to show you what the object of worship is. The object of worship is no longer an animal, but the, the object of sacrifice is no longer an animal. The object of sacrifice is us. When we come to God, we are to present ourselves. And we present the, our members, our spirit, soul, and body. And the members of our body, we present them before God as sacrifice. What does that mean? It means that our daily living, how we meditate, how we think, how we do things, even when doing our businesses or working wherever you work, whatever you do, you must be always conscious that you do that as one that is in the altar. You are the one that is sacrificed. So when you are in the altar, you don't belong to yourself, you belong to God. You are the sacrifice yourself. So you have, you are in this case like what Messiah was. You are the priest and you are the sacrifice. Because you are the one that presenting the sacrifice and the sacrifice is yourself. And that is what it is very much important for one to understand. Paul said in, in, in Romans chapter number 6, he wrote Romans chapter 6, verse 12 through 14. He said, Therefore, do not let sin rule in your mortal bodies so that it, it makes you obey its desires. And do not offer any part of yourselves 
to sin as an instrument for wicked uh, for wickedness now he's saying something again that when we live in sin we are offering we are sacrificing ourselves to sing the word offer there he says do not offer any part of yourselves or in another translation any part of your body any member of your body to sin in other words you can sacrifice members of your body to sin one of the members that can be easily sacrificed to sin is our tongue what we say other members it may, it will be our eyes what we see even our ears what we hear so it is easy to sacrifice some parts of our members to sin so paul is saying here do not offer any part of yourselves any part of your body do not offer your mind to sin don't sacrifice your mind to sin don't your meditation must be let the meditation of my heart be acceptable to god that is you know the psalm said let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight in other words the meditation and <laughs> the meditation and and the the confession of our mouth must be in the altar if they must be acceptable in the sight of god it means that they must go through the altar they must be sacrificed for them to be acceptable let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight o lord that is a psalmist so if that is the case it means that the 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 the, the words of my mouth must be sacrificed the meditation of my mind must be sacrificed so we live our life to sacrifice to god so we are not giving any member of our body into the sacrifice in into as an instrument of wickedness on contrary he says offer yourself to god as people alive from the dead and your various parts to god as instruments of righteousness for sin will not have authority over you because you are not under legalism but under grace so in other ways when we live our lives lay our life in the altar as the sacrifices as sacrifices what will happen will be our lives will be the life that uh, by which we will you know worship god and sacrifice to god so tonight i want to stop here but i want to encourage you tonight to say you are the sacrifice uh you are the object of the sacrifice the object of the sacrifice is us the object of sacrifice is not an animal right now in the tabernacle of david we sacrifice ourselves shalom and may the lord bless you i just want to pray with you wherever you are father i want to pray in the name of yeshua i pray for my listeners everyone is listening right now on this teaching that dear father god you open our eyes and you open our hearts 
that we live our life by the revealed word of God in the name of Yeshua. Make us to understand who we are and be conscious always of who we are, that we remain the priest and the sacrifice, that our lives will be to glorify you. Let it, let it be to the glory of God. We thank you, Father. Amen. Good night. I want to thank God. If you are blessed by this teaching, please go ahead and share it. Not only share it, but, you know, just organize a watch party and let others also be able to see. Want to thank God. God bless you. Let's go ahead in this series. I'll be continuing.